Anchor is your one-stop shop that comes with literally everything you need to make your own podcast. It's free, easy, and you can make money with no minimum listenership. Just hit up Anchor app or check out anchor.fm to get started. Hi, my name is Mark and this is 7th Inning Flips, the podcast. What's up, fellow hobbyists? Welcome to 7th Inning Flips. This is a podcast about the hobby, baseball cards in general, flips, tips, and tricks to help you get by, help you survive, help you thrive in the hobby. Maybe a little bit of fantasy talk in there as well. My name is Mark. I'm your host. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get straight to it, guys. We're going to start talking about things like what I flipped, what I'm buying, and what works well. So latest purchases, actually, you know what? Let's go to the flips first because the flips have been pretty exciting, guys. And you know what? This is kind of off the cuff. I listened to my first episode. Thank you for listening into the first episode, guys. I, I found that it was a little too scripted sounding. And to that point, it kind of was. I had like little bullet points that I wanted to talk about. This is more kind of free-flowing. I'm actually on the road right now recording this podcast. So when I get home, maybe kind of brush up the little coughs and whatnot, and uh, I will definitely put it out there let's talk about our flips so recent flips that I want to talk about on my check out my cards site you can check me out actually Uh, actually you can check me out I'll check out my cards and it's been pretty good so in the last few days I sold a Frank Thomas 1990 leaf base card Bought it for $12.99, was able to sell it for $23.50. And I will take that $23.50 all day long. It's $10 in the pocket. It's not my typical ROI, which is fine. I'm not going to nail every single one of them. And I think for higher valued cards, higher dollar cards, it's harder to get that crazy ROI on it because, I mean, who's going to pay that much for that card? Where you can take a smaller valued card and and maybe get lucky and, and sell it for a lot more. And you'll see an example of that. Frank Thomas, thank you, Ken Griffey Jr., thank you, Michael Jordan, you know, thank you, Corona. Who thought I would thank Corona? But because of all these factors, it's kind of brought back these junk wax era, if you will, the junk wax era heroes, the RCs, back into the spotlight. Okay? A graded Frank Thomas card, PSA 10, goes for hundreds of dollars. So I figured, you know what, I'm going to jump on site. I'm going to find some nicely centered Frank Thomas cards and pick them up. So this is the third of the Frank Thomas cards that I sold. I sold all three. It took about a month, but I sold all three. This one was the latest one and for the most amount of profit. So $10 into my pocket, good stuff. At the price point that I'm buying now, that's like 10 more cards that I could flip with. Basically turning $10, hopefully into $30. I could also use the buy-in. So I mean, I could use it all and roll it back into investing and flipping into more cards. Frank Thomas, 1990 Leaf, really happy about it. Check it out, guys. Uh, if you're integrating, you can still find cards on site that I think that are worth looking at. Getting that PSA 10 and being able to flip that. Uh, Graded card flipping, not something I have gotten into myself. I am definitely taking a look at it. I am definitely going to be looking at it as something maybe I can add into the flipping portfolio but for now I'm just keeping things on site because it makes it super easy guys 
Club for Check Out My Cards. It's super easy because all I do is buy the card, reprice it, hit a couple buttons on my mouse, and then I just forget about it. And when you got 1,400 cards out there like I do that are designed to flip, then they trickle in, guys. The sales trickle in and the sales add up. So whether I'm making 10 cents, whether I'm making a dollar, whether I'm making $10, it's all gravy to me. I don't get more excited over another card. I mean, I got just as excited about this one than I did for the others that I'm going to talk about. So let's talk about them right now. Mookie Betts 2014 Tops Update. His base card, RC, I bought for $14.75. I bought it at a time when uh, these cards were kind of undervalued because people were kind of having that whole Mookie Betts fatigue. You know, the MVP year, people were buying at the max value. I know his gold a parallel, because I have it, was valued at like 250 raw at one point. I think it's way down now. You might even find this one for half the price of that. And coincidentally, his, his base card has also come down as well, all the way down to 1475. Now, what I did was I took a look and I saw that most of his cards were in the $20 range. This one popped down to 1475. I knew I had to pick it up right away. Not necessarily for the money value. I wasn't thinking, oh man, I'm gonna flip this card. I was thinking more, hey, I'm gonna buy this card and I'm gonna send it home and it's gonna join my PC because I think this guy is a Hall of Fame player that we're watching right now and he's building up on that resume, guys. Turns out that I'm just gonna price it at a weird price, something crazy, and see if it flips. If it doesn't, no problem, put it on my mail list, send it home. Well, those prices slowly escalated and I actually changed my pricing as it escalated, right? To the point where I had it for 42 something and someone made an offer on that card. Well, they made the offer, I took a look, as I usually do. Listen, I have a, I have, I have a thing on my, I've, whatever it's called on Instagram, or not Instagram, COMC, C, where I accept any offers. I don't even look, I just accept it. But lately I've been doing the due diligence of taking a look at what's going on with that card. So I take a look, I see that I have it for $42. The next lowest price is sitting at 47. I decided that, hey, I want a little piece of that. So I countered with full offer and let the guy decide. You can take the card for full offer or the next time you take a look, it's $47 because it's the lowest card on site. Sure enough, I think the guy kind of knew that was going to happen, so he took a look and then he ended up accepting my full offer, my counter, as for a full offer, bought the card, and I'm happy, I hope he's happy, and it's another flip in the books, that's about $25 net, after fees, after everything, pretty cool stuff, I can use it for more flips, or I could use it for a PC card, get into that a little bit later. Now when I'm talking about why I like lower price cards, is because the ROI on that can be crazy. And when you, it doesn't seem good on as an individual card standing on its own, but when you've got 10 cards, 100 cards, 1,000 cards in your inventory, and they all pop at this return on investment, then I think you're doing pretty well. So Matt Olson, 2017 Topps Chrome Refractor. I bought this card for 40 cents. Cost me 40 cents. In fact, I bought a bunch of them for 40 cents. And I, I, was, I managed to sell them one at a time. And that's another tip coming at you guys. If you've got a card and you bought like three or four copies of it, don't list them all for the same price at the lowest price, please. You're, you're leaving money on the counter. Believe in yourself, believe in what you think you can speculate on. It's all about speculation game. If I think Matt Olson's gonna trend up, 
I'm not going to price them all at $1.24 and just have everyone come snap them up. You're playing the long game, guys. I, I sold the first one probably for $1.24. Listed the next one for $1.74. Sold that one eventually for $1.74. So on and so forth. So I've sold a few Matt Olsons and I listed this one and managed to get $5.67. $5.67 on a 40 cent card. So five and a quarter. Really good return on investment. And again, it doesn't stand really well on its own as one single card in your portfolio, in your inventory. But when you take that and you apply it to hundreds of cards in your inventory, hey, I'll take $5 all day long on something that cost me 40 cents to buy in on, right? By the way, Matt Olson on my fantasy team, loving it. One of the big pieces that I had to put into there and, and complete my infield. He's a home run title away. Uh, this guy's a home run king waiting to happen. Getting on to the next one, Alex Guerrero. This is not a flip. This is a submitted card, but I'm going to talk about it anyway because people always like talking about submitted cards. What does it cost? Why do I do it? So when I was submitting cards at this time, it was mid-2017, I believe, and uh, the cost for a submitted card was $0.25 cents at the time plus postage and whatever, but I submit all my cards at a show, so basically I it, I have to, I avoid the posting, the postage, which works out to about three cents, two, three cents. I round it up to three cents, give or take, right? And Alex Guerrero sold for 71 cents, so I managed to scoop 46 cents out of that. Again, it does nothing earth shattering. I'm not paying a bill. I'm not uh, buying a second cottage house. You know, I'm not buying that kind of stuff. There's no helicopters rides that enter my future but 46 cents is good because one I get my 25 cents back credit right which I could use the credit comes back to me which is really great I could use it for my next submission which by the way is now pump being pumped up to 35 cents so beware of that for a uh, traditional regular card it's gonna cost 35 cents to submit so don't send in any cards that you can't sell or you don't have the stomach to wait on unless you know you think that it's going to be worth it so for me to sell for 30 71 cents this card was literally sitting in my closet and for me at the time flipping every cent counts right so not only do i get my 25 cents back i got my 46 cents that i made on that card which did two things one it brought me closer to making the mookie bets cards that i have free which is a good time I think I'm about a dollar away now, probably about a dollar away from making my Mookie Betts RC, both base and gold parallel, free. Always a good time. Or, and number two, I can use that 46 cents to buy another card and flip it in the future. And as you can see by the previous one, Matt Olson, that cost me 40 cents, you know, the capability and the potential is there to turn 46 cents into five bucks. Why not? Alex Guerrero might have made me $5. So I'm going to do that all day long. And the last flip I'm going to talk about is my latest one. It happened this morning. Nate Pearson. It's a 2017 Bowman Draft Silver Parallel. These are numbered to $4.99. They are paper, so it doesn't have like a nice chrome finish to it or whatnot. But they are numbered. Love the silver parallels. I'm all about that. It's the entry-level numbered cards for people that are looking for something more than base. So therefore, it does hold a slight premium over base cards because of that. 
and I think because of that there are really great opportunities in there to find flips. This one is uh, similar to Matt Olson. I bought this for 75 cents. It flipped 18 months later, so a year and a half for 10.20. $10. Basically made $10 on this card. And this incorporates things I just talked about. I had a few of these silvers and I only listed one at a time. And I escalated the price as I sold them. So I think I sold one for like $3 early in spring training when it was, uh, you know, when he made news that he hit 100 on the gun. I think that made a lot of news on MLB and, and people started looking. I sold one. And I sold, you know, a couple right away. So as I sell them, I just escalated. I raised the price and I just sat there. This one is, I think, my last one, if not second to last one. And I priced them at, I thought, was a crazy price had no problem sending it back home if it didn't sell I am a Blue Jays fan Nate Pearson is someone I'm very aware of and I thought you know if anything I can sell it locally or just keep it in my PC but someone came along snapped it up thank you eBay eBay crossless for you see what calm C that is they crossless for you and they do all the work it's great you just price it hit a couple mouse buttons and then you just wait so 18 months, you gotta have a little patience when it comes to flipping, guys. I think a lot of people, when they flip, I think the whole definition of flipping is you buy it, you sell it, and then you move on, right? So this is kind of like flipping and investing at the same time. I'm investing and speculating. It's a lot of these words, right? They're all kind of the same. I wish there was one that encompassed all of it because that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm speculating, I'm investing, and I'm flipping. Flipping the Nate Pearson card, made about 10 bucks on it, can't go wrong with that. As you can see right off the top of my head, uh, let's do some math. It's about 45 bucks worth of cards, maybe 50 bucks worth of cards uh, in terms of profit. 50 profit. So what I can do is take whatever I use for the buy-in and roll that right back into more flips and then take the $50 in profit and buy some nice PC cards. Which is what I've been doing and we're gonna go over that right now as well. So these are some of the purchases I've had, latest purchases. One is to flip. The other four I have bought is for the purpose of flipping. Did I say flip? First one is for PC. Let's get that. Let's just talk about it right now. Mike Trout, 2018 Tops. This is the 1983 design insert. And it is a black parallel, number two, 299. So why is that exciting for me? I'm a Mike Trout PC collector. I'm also a Vladimir Guerrero and a now newly a Juan Soto collector. So for me to grab a numbered card of a guy like Mike Trout, who is super iconic, I'm really happy with. I don't need to have his rookie cards. It's kind of crazy to have it. It's $1,000 these days in raw form. If you look at eBay completed sales, I don't really have the budget for that. So I'm going for other cards that I might want to have and build my portfolio of Mike Trouts. And one of them is the 1983 Topps design. And I wanted, instead of getting the base, I went and got a numbered one because it holds a, a more of a premium, kind of like the silver cards I talked about with Nate Pearson. Anything numbered will hold a little bit more of a premium. Therefore, in my mind, it will hold a little more of the value in case I want to resell it down the line. So it cost me 12 bucks. I looked on comparables for eBay completed sales. Didn't really see a comparable out there. So that tells me that people aren't really willing to have this exchange hands and buy and sell and whatnot. Usually this is getting thrown into a penny sleeve and a top loader and probably straight into someone's collection or 
binder, however you however you collect your cards. I don't know. I'm a top loader guy. Goes into a top loader, off into uh, my collection there. So buying the Mike Trout, I take a look on COMC to see other listings, and I find that the blue parallel, the blue border parallel, it's not numbered. Those are going for about seven and change. And someone has listed the black parallel as a PSA 9. So he got it graded as a PSA 9. He has it listed for 44. So I know it's going to be somewhere in there. I can kind of just guess because I don't have eBay completed sales to really help me either. I can guess that it's between somewhere between 7 and change and 44.99. 49. 40 something. Let's just say 40. So 12 bucks to me seems like a pretty good idea, pretty good price. I think I valued it at about 15. So, you know, I'm not getting a huge deal out of it, but because it's going to PC and I'm getting it for a little less than what I think is market, that's a great buy for me. Plugged it into my mail day. I got 67 cards waiting. And again, you gotta have patience. Flipping is patience, and having cards in hand is all about patience as well. I had this uh, batch of cards earmarked and ready to go. Probably I thought I was gonna send it around spring training and have it ready for opening day for my PC. Well, I mean, Corona got in the way. COVID-19 really is a douchebag and really ruined a lot of plans. So, you know, I have no problems keeping it and waiting for ComC's staff to come back. I hope they're all healthy and safe for them to come back and start getting the machine going again and when it doesn't take four months I'm gonna send them home I think it's four months right now what is it May June July August September. yeah I think I was estimated for all first week of October so it's actually four and a half months that it would take me if I click the button for these cards to be sent home to me it would take four and a half months because I think there's probably one guy working there right now so once the world is back to normal I'm pretty sure they're gonna restaff pretty sure they're gonna actually re they're gonna hire up and uh, get more bodies in there to help with the blood I think uh, the, the CEO of Comp C Tim he talked about something like one and a half million cards backlog into the system so they've really got to you know release that pressure they're gonna find ways to do that and the final two pickups, guys, this is crazy. Oh, I'm not pickups. I've got four pickups. I just talked about the Mike Trout. I got four pickups here. Garrett Hampson, 2019 Tops 150th anniversary stamped card. I bought this for 27 cents. Insane to me that this is 27 cents. First of all, it's not the base card, the stamped card. So it may not be numbered, but it will hold a slight premium over the base card. And I saw that this card was out there for 27 cents, mostly because I'm fantasy curious. I'm a fantasy guy. Garrett Hampson's kind of on that radar. He was last year, didn't really get his time. He's back on it this year as far as I'm concerned. So I took a look at some of his rookie cards and I found this one for 27 cents. The lowest comp to that on site, $1.40. So I thought, holy cow, that's a dollar difference. I went and bought it right away because I already knew about Garrett Hampson. I didn't have to go look at eBay completed sales. I just took that, repriced it at $1.24, and I'm letting it ride. Garrett Hampson has a hot week, hot two weeks. You know how fantasy goes. Maybe he steals a handful of bases, clubs a couple uh, bombs, and there you go. Someone's going to come along and snap that up. It's the lowest price right now at $1.24. Who can argue with a dollar? For something that took two seconds for me to do. Next pickup I had was an Aussie Albies. This is his base card. It's a 2018 Tops base. This is a guy that I'm really believing in. 
Ozzy Albies is a beast and he doesn't get the attention he deserves because he is playing third fiddle, third, maybe fourth, third fiddle on a team that already has Ronald Acuna Jr. as well as Freddie Freeman. Now, I don't believe into the whole stigma of second, third fiddles and how they're not collectible. I think people that do that are just looking for excuses to be fearful. Who cares? Do you think, uh, you know, when the New York Yankees had the Bronx Bombers, that guys were the second and third fiddles of Mantle and Maris, DiMaggio, they're all great. So in this way, and in this way that I see it, Ozzy Albies, great. This guy racks up hits like no problem. He's pretty heavily motivated. I read an interview of him saying that he wants to be not only a hit leader, he wants to have a lot of hits, but he wants to be get a shot at all-time hits. And he's young enough to do it, guys. This guy pounds out 180, 200 hits a year for the next few years. Those hits are going to pile up real quick. And once he gets to 2,000 hits, people are going to start realizing, wow, he's got a chance at three, meaning he's punching his ticket to the hall. He's on track. And his profile kind of reminds me of a less powerful and slightly less better version of Robinson Cano. Plays second base, just an absolute hit machine, and got a lot of a little, little speed to match with it. I think when he goes into his late 20s, hits his 30s, you're going to see a little change in him. He can already club 20, 25 homers a year. Getting into his 30s, when he slows down a little more, this guy could be clubbing 25 to 30 homers a year. So not only is he going to be maybe around 300 home runs, 3,000 hits, with a little bit of health, a little bit of luck, I can speculate that this card could be worth a lot more. I'm not waiting till then, so I bought this for $1.50. Lowest on site was $3.50. So there's a $2 difference right there. I snapped it up quicker than anything. Because one, I already knew about Ronald Acuna. He's on my fantasy team, by the way. I have, a, I have a habit of picking up my fantasy guys. Not only do I believe in them in fantasy to help me win the, the championship, but I believe in them so much that I think their hobby value is also underrated and bound to catch up. So I went ahead and bought the, uh, the Aussie Albies, priced it at four something, and uh, there you go. Just let that sit there and see what happens. The last two pickups are the same, same card. But I'm really excited about this, guys. And I'm going to talk about this on another podcast, so I won't get into it too much. But Juan Soto, 2019 Topps Chrome Rookie Gold Cup card. These are selling on eBay for about a dollar to a two, more around a dollar fifty, I would say. Estimate a dollar fifty. This is before delivery, so dollar fifty plus whatever. And on site on CUMC, I just happened to be taking a look just because. And they were 25 cents. The, same, the seller had both of them out there for 25 cents. This is why you don't list all your cards at the lowest price unless you're heavily motivated to get the money. Like, you need money real bad. Otherwise, you're not going to eat. Then sell it. But this guy sold it, or this girl sold it for, had it on sale for 25 cents. Lowest price on site was 80 cents. So at a quarter each, this is one soda we're talking about. Rookie Gold Cup, Chrome, done. Bought these for 25 cents without even looking a second time without looking at more comps. I happened to be actually looking at comps during the time. It takes two seconds to do. eBay completed sales. Check it out. Let's see what it is. Usually I do like an average. I didn't even do an average. I just did a quick eyeballing of it. $1.50 I think. $1.20 low end. Let's say a dollar at the worst. 25 cents each. I sell one. I make nice profit and the other one is free. So can't argue with that. 
Juan Soto, went all in on that guy. Uh, bought a couple of him, and he's my newest PC as well. So I've got Trout, Vlad, and Juan Soto, who I think are the, uh, not the holy trinity, but three definite guys that you can invest in and still see pretty good return on, right? You can still buy a Mike Trout at, at the point that it's at now, if he gets another MVP, a fourth MVP, if he starts getting career accolades, right? 500 homer, 550, 600th homer, 2,000 hits, 2,500 hits. These kind of things, the hardware that he's going to still accumulate, he's only 28, guys. The hardware that he's going to accumulate will mean that his value has nowhere to go but up. It's not going to exponentially increase. You're not going to be a millionaire. But if you bought a Mike Trout, I bought my Mike Trout raw update RC card off COMC for about three something, 315 I think, 315. And now the raw copy sells for almost a grand. So it's tripled, but I'm not expecting it to continually triple. Actually, I don't really care because it's a PC card. I have no intentions of selling it. It's it's a card that I love. I'm going to probably hand it down to someone or something or get buried with it. Who knows, right? It could be worth $5,000 down the line. Who knows with inflation what that's going to even mean, $5,000. But it could be worth it could be worth 2000 in the short future. I'm still not going to part with it. You know, but that's the, uh, the joy of being a collector. You, you get a bunch of stuff that you like and, and it doesn't matter how much it's worth. You're not going to part with it. My favorite card is not the Mike Trout card. My favorite card, actually, is a Frank Thomas 1990 Leaf card. Yeah, the ones that I flipped. Not the ones that I flipped because I never touched them. It's the ones that I have, the one that I have in my PC. Because I went to a card show at a church community center where they used to have one every month. And I was a young boy at the time. And I went there. And my dad dropped me off. I don't know if I was with my brother at the time. I think it was just me. Dropped me off, and I remember spending a $50 bill to get a Frank Thomas 1990 Leaf card because it meant that much to me, and that was the price that I could get it for. A $50 bill was what it cost me to get that card. Now, it's, as you can see, I sold it for 20 something dollars US. And this is 50 Canadian, so I'm not gonna do the math, but as you can see, it's still not worth what I bought it for when I was a kid. So it doesn't really have that much value. But because I bought it with my money at a card show, and I remember the event, that card is the most valuable to me. It's the most valuable, it's the most memorable. It has so much sentimental value that I would not part with it even if someone asked if he could buy it for $1,000. I can't part with that card. That's one card I'd probably be buried with. You know, the Trout, Maybe, maybe I'll sell it. But that Thomas, that's going nowhere, guys. That's me right into the breast pocket of my suit, right into the casket. See you later. It's coming with me to the afterlife. So thank you guys for tuning in. Flip Mode Bach. Check me out on Instagram. Thank you for checking in. This is 7th Inning Flips, the podcast. I'm on the road recording a podcast. Hope it turned out well, and even if it didn't, I'm going to put it out there anyway. Stay tuned for some more flips, tips, and tricks. I'm your man, Bach. Be safe, be kind, hobby hard.